Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost in very, very improbable fashion to Jeremy Lamb and the Charlotte Hornets by a score of 115-114 to 114 at Scotiabank Arena on Sunday afternoon. It was, um, let's start at the end. Jeremy Lamb hit a half-court, banked-in, buzzer-beater with a hand in his face after the Raptors made a great comeback, down 14 points in the fourth quarter. I'll get, you know, two of the reasons why the Raptors were down 14 in the first place to the Hornets in the fourth quarter. But nevertheless, the Raptors made a 14-point comeback in the fourth quarter, took the lead, Kawhi Leonard hit a clutch jumper to give the Raptors the advantage, uh, and then also came up with a what looked to be a game-saving block, and the Hornets were inbounding the ball, no timeouts, nothing left on the clock, 3.1 seconds. On the inbound, Pascal Siakam, who played great, fantastic defense to even get the Raptors into that position, made another great defensive play by getting his hand on the ball, tipping the ball past half-court, and so Jeremy Lamb had to go into the backcourt to collect the ball and literally just threw up a half-court heave, and uh, it went in. It went in. It, he banked it in. The Hornets walked off with the win. It was an incredible moment for the Hornets, who, um, you know, on the brink of basically missing the playoffs, on the brink of potentially losing a guy like uh, Kemba Walker in the offseason, depending on, you know, what happens in free agency. They go into play Boston uh they you know come back from a double digit deficit there in the fourth quarter to take that win and then on the back-to-back um to be honest they just they had a very impressive game against the Raptors and um you know the Hornets definitely had much more desperation there's a bit of luck obviously at the end with with Lamb's three I mean that's it is one of the greatest shots I've ever seen to win a game uh and it's hard to be mad at that but again like I said in the first place the Raptors shouldn't have even been in a position where a buzzer beater at the end would, you know, ultimately decide the game. Like the Raptors are much better than the Hornets just as a team, uh, but they kind of played a very arrogant game. And you can understand that based on the fact that the Raptors have very little to play for and the Hornets have a lot to play for. But if you just look at it across the board, the Raptors didn't lose this game because they couldn't score on the Hornets. They shot 58%, shot 42% from three. Uh, and they moved the ball beautifully, 29 assists, right? There wasn't any of that. It was just really hustle and focus. Those are the two areas where the Raptors completely slipped up, right? You look at um, focus, for example. The Hornets had 41 three-point attempts. Now, they got some ridiculous three-point shooting out of guys like Dwayne Bacon, who coming into this game had 18 total makes on the season, and he hit five threes in the third quarter alone. But... Again, the Raptors shouldn't be giving up 41 threes if they execute their defensive rotations properly. I thought, you know, there's some blame to go around in terms of the players executing, but also it was on Nick Nurse for basically designing a defensive strategy centered around completely shutting down Kemba Walker. And that worked. Kemba only had 15 points on 3 of 17 shooting. You'll take that, of course. But, you know, the price of holding Kemba to those 15 points was that the Raptors came out, played really aggressively, consistently had their bigs out of the paint. Guards were able to either swing the ball to the open man or get past the initial double team and then completely just, you know, cause havoc. And 
the Hornets just got so many, so many open corner threes. And look, the Raptors did a good job of protecting the paint. But again, you just can't give up 41 threes and really expect to win a lot of games. You're just leaving yourself way too vulnerable. And that's what happened here today. The Hornets got hot. They hit 18 threes. And that's that. But it's the same issue that they had against OKC, right? They allowed 43 three-point attempts to OKC in uh, on Wednesday. That was in Oklahoma City. And on Friday, it was the same deal. OKC shot 43 threes. And they made 20 of them. And it's kind of the same thing with the Hornets, right? Uh, the Hornets had 18 threes. I mentioned after Friday's loss that the Raptors have this issue with guarding these quick point guards. And, you know, I think Walker attacked differently in a very different style than Russell Westbrook. But the Raptors kind of treated them both the same. And uh, Kemba was able to move the ball effectively. He had 13 assists. I'd, I'd rather Kemba have 40, 45 points on single coverage. And, like, you know, two assists than him having 15 points and 13 assists and the rest of the team get hot because, you know, it's just hard to see one man beating the entire team. Whereas if he gets everyone else involved, which is what he did today, you know, it just gave the Raptors problems. But honestly, even even beyond Nick Nurse's game plan and things like that, the Raptors just didn't give great effort in this game. Like the bench, for example, just a really, really poor effort from the bench again. Now, Norman Powell was the exception. Um, he did come off the bench, but he only played in the second half. It, you know, but guys like Jeremy Lin, guys like Pat McCaw, Serge Ibaka when he first came in. I mean, it, his Serge Ibaka's first shift where he played ten straight minutes, he was awful, just awful in those ten minutes. Like he just didn't give any effort defensively. Wasn't able to challenge shots at the rim. You know, people were just hitting floaters and layups right past him. And his his role, obviously, uh, on the team is to be a, a rim protector, and he just wasn't protecting the rim. Um, you know, conceding a bunch of offensive rebounds. Serge Ibaka didn't have a single defensive rebound in 18 minutes, whereas the Hornets had 14 offensive rebounds to the Raptors, three. So that's ugly. Uh, and, you know, it was just hustle and effort. I mean, more than anything else, the Hornets had 16 more field goal attempts than the Raptors. And, and even though you can shoot 48% and, you know, limit the Hornets at 44%, it doesn't matter when the other team can get 16 more shots. And a lot of that just speaks to what I said earlier. Focus and uh, and effort. And the Raptors are just kind of lacking in that. I mean, you know, down the stretch here, the Raptors finally have everyone healthy. But, you know, they're kind of locked into the two seed here. And they're just not playing with the same kind of urgency as most other teams because they kind of know their fate is set. They're obviously looking at the playoffs. The schedule is really weak. There's no kind of no big reason for the team to get engaged. But the Raptors just, you know, they, they didn't have it. They just they didn't have it, right? They, they gave up. 68 points between the second and third quarters. And, uh, you know, they, they did make this fourth quarter comeback. That was very impressive. It was very fun to watch. Pascal Siakam playing small ball five. Nick Nurse got really desperate. He cycled through all sorts of defensive coverages in effort to get the Raptors to engage. He tried the zone defense. You know, usually that works. This time it didn't work at all, especially with the Hornets being so hot from three. Um, you know, he tried, you know, trapping the point guard up higher, coming up, you know, even on the screen. It just, he tried a lot of stuff. It just, it just wasn't working. Uh, and so he went to Pascal Siakam at small ball center. And it really did work in the sense that the Raptors were able to switch everything, one through five, and uh, limit the Hornets in terms of their pick and roll play. Because the Hornets were able to just literally spam pick and roll and get an open shot every single time. But uh, when you do switch everything, you do limit the penetration, and you really f- force the other team to score one-on-one. Kemba looked kind of gassed. He really couldn't score too much one-on-one. And even when he got to the basket, the Raptors had pretty good help defense from the likes of Norman Powell, who had a block. Danny Green had a great block. 
Um, Kawhi Leonard with a clutch block. Yeah, and it's just it just goes to show how much effort was a part of that game because Pascal, when he played backup center, he was giving great effort. The rest of the team was really engaged. Nobody wanted to get beat one on one. Everyone kind of took the challenge personally, and, and they played great. Um, you know, one of the guys during that run, Norman Powell, was also very impactful. It was very strange about this game. So Norm didn't get any minutes in the first half, while um, you know Jeremy Lin got his run and, and you know was not effective at all. Pat McCaw got his run, not effective at all. Uh, and, you know, all of a sudden, okay, you, you turn back to Norm, who you decided to randomly bench. And then Norm gives you this great effort off the bench. Now, obviously, Norm doesn't play like this all the time. But he had 10 points in 12 minutes. Uh, hit two threes, you know, finished two layups in the in, in the paint. Um, but even defensively, you know, made great reads off the ball. Came up with two steals in the fourth quarter there, a block. So, you know, Norm was playing great. And uh, he was really engaged. His defensive effort and everything was there execution was there and it just it really just makes you wonder sometimes right like what are the Raptors doing with the rotation like I get that everyone's been injured all year and now they got Kyle back in the lineup and so you know Nick Nurse is going to want to see how everyone plays with everyone else but at the same time like this is game 74 of the season and we're still trying out Jeremy Lin and Pat McCaw together and playing an all bench lineup of OG and Obi with Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet, Jeremy Lin, Pat McCaw, which the Raptors have at this point, they have to know that that doesn't work at all. And literally every time they share the floor together, they're bleeding like five, six, seven, eight points. Like what is the point of doing that? And it just makes you wonder because again, if Powell had played this whole game instead of a guy like McCaw who gives you two points in 11 minutes and didn't play much defense was a minus 17 as well. Like could this game could have shifted. Right. And, and really like I, I get the nurse wants to give everyone a shot. I'm sure he will, he will eventually pare down his rotation, but I've been saying that for like weeks, months, even that the Nick nurse will eventually pare down his rotation. So when's it going to happen? It's again, it's, it's game 74 of the season. Who are the nine guys that you're going to play? And then just, can you just please play those nine guys in a repeatable pattern going forward so that everyone can understand the role? Because at this point, it's it's getting crazy, right? Like, Pat McCaw, I'm sorry, Pat McCaw shouldn't see 11 minutes in a game like this. I'm, he, just, he just shouldn't. He, he just he really shouldn't. Jeremy Lin shouldn't see any time now that Kyle and Fred Van Vliet are there to handle a point guard. So that was a bit frustrating to see. But at least the Raptors, you know, give them credit for making that furious comeback. Again, if they played with that effort throughout the game, they would have just won the game very easily, mind you. But, um... Over to some of the more positive portions of the game. Um, the starting unit worked really well. Marcus Gasol, after only taking one shot against the Thunder uh, on Friday, he it just it seemed like the team has made a concerted effort to get him more shots. So he took nine today. He you know very early on in the game, off a baseline inbound, uh, you know Gasol faded out to the perimeter. Kyle found him with an inbound pass, and Gasol you know normally he would catch that pass and try to like you know work a dribble handoff or something. But, you know, Gasol immediately, you know, caught the pass and, and took the three. He made it. Uh, overall, he shot 7-9 uh, from the field and had 17 points in 23 minutes. Very efficient night. It helps that the Hornets don't have any good centers at all. So, you know, he was out there with guys like Marvin Williams guarding him in the post or Frank Kaminsky or, or Hernan Gomez. And, and, you know, Gasol was able to have his way. But it's just, you know, it, it's nice to see. I mean, but ultimately, even with Gasol's not trying to impose himself onto the game, like he can still be effective. And, um, you know, he still was a great playmaker. He had six assists, which tied the Raptors uh, on team high. Three blocks, a steal, very effective defensively around the basket. And so, 
I don't know. Gasol had a, a had a good game. It was a little bit strange that he didn't see any time in the fourth quarter at all. I get where Nick is coming from. He obviously saw that, you know, Pascal at five and switching everything was a very effective move and they were making a comeback. So he didn't go back to Gasol, even though Gasol had a really good game. But, you know, it, it still is a little bit weird that he, Gasol played so well and just didn't see any minutes in the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, that was a positive. Kawhi, very efficient throughout the game. I mean, just his usual steady self. I thought in, in, in crunch time, um, he was very poised. The Raptors did a good job of getting him the ball. The Hornets didn't really double him very much uh, down the stretch for some strange reason. And so he was able to score. Also came up with a big block on Kemba Walker. It's nice to see a player who's not phased at all just during crunch time. It's just Kawhi is consistently delivered for the Raptors. And he did that again today. Pascal, I mean, he was great. Uh, in terms of three stars, you got to get Pascal the first star just based on his hustle and energy in the fourth quarter. Uh, he had 23 points, seven rebounds, five assists, a steal, a block, nine of 14 shooting in 36 minutes. One minor issue was the turnovers. Like he had seven on Friday and he had five today. Some of it was just kind of sloppy, like ball handling and stuff. But I mean, Pascal at this point has really cut down on his mistakes and just become a very productive player. So it's hard to get on him for that too much. Um, Kawhi gets the second start, 28 points, 10 of 18 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3, 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, plus 10 in 34 minutes. Kawhi was great. Um, and then the third star, I guess I would give that to... I mean, ordinarily, I give that to Gasol, but for his importance in the comeback, I'm going to give that to Norman Powell instead. 10 points um, on 4 or 5 shooting, 2 or 2 from 3, an assist, 2 steals, and a block in 12 minutes. Very effective minutes uh, off the bench. Obviously, Powell doesn't always play like that, but you know, because he has that kind of potential, especially two-way potential, I feel like that's one of the reasons why Nick Nurse should keep Powell in the lineup at least, right? Like, you know... It's nice what Jeremy Lin can give you some offense, although really at this point I don't even know if that's possible. And McCaw can give you some defense, but the only guy who can give you offense and defense off that bench is Norman Powell. And so, you know, you guys just kind of got to ride it out with Norman. And for the most part, Norman's taking better shots of late. He's definitely taking better shots than Jeremy or Pat McCaw at this point. So, you know, that's that. And, uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, look, it's not – it's it's not anything that's going to affect the Raptors in the playoffs or anything like that, you know. Like obviously they know what's important and they've prioritized and they said it all season. I mean, Kawhi Leonard even said he's treating the regular season like eighty two practices, although he it's it's really like fifty eight practices and some load management. But regardless, right? The the mindset is clearly there. But you know, it's just annoying to see the Raptors not take these games that seriously, right? Like the Raptors should have won this game. Period. It, it shouldn't have come down to that Jeremy Lamb three. Um, and, you know, it's it's areas where they they have the ability to just tighten these things up, but they just don't. Like, the fact that they're giving up 41 threes and 14 offensive rebounds, like, and, and getting out-hustled up and down the floor up until the fourth quarter. Like, you know, the Hornets, they're, they're playing the second end of a back-to-back on the road, and the Raptors are a really good home team. Like, you should just take care of business in that case, right? Like, you, you look at the Bucs. The reason why the Bucs are going to win the number one seed is that they've had this focus and they've gone all out and they've just executed, you know, from start to finish. And the Raptors just have so many spells of inconsistency that it hurts the team. And, and, and you know, ultimately that's why the Raptors, you know, despite all this talent on the roster, are still a little bit disappointing because they're not consistently focused and not consistently locked in. And, you know, that's where you would just hope that the Raptors will finish the season strong because this is a good team. It's a very good team. Obviously there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of talent. 
But you can't just always get by on potential. Sometimes you just got to work. And uh, the Raptors did, just didn't do enough work today. So in terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, um, a lot of candidates on this case. Jeremy Lamb, obviously, <laughs> in that three is a very strong case. But I'm giving it to Dwayne Bacon, who actually led the Hornets in scoring. Again, this man had 18 threes made on the entire season coming into this game. And then he hit five and a quarter. So that's uh, that's ultimately you know what a Gerald Henderson award uh entails that that's peak gerald henderson to be honest i I mean gerald henderson literally used to play for the hornets and used to kill the raptors all the time so um dwayne bacon carrying on his legacy so that does it for the podcast once again please subscribe to the raptors over everything podcast feed it's uh up live wherever you want to find your podcast and if you have used a podcatcher and you can't find the podcast feed for some reason just drop me a line on twitter and i'll pass it along but please subscribe to the show if you are a fan of the show, please give it five stars and rate it uh, and write a review in the iTunes store. That definitely helps drive traffic and helps surface the podcast. So please do that uh, and to support the show. Once again, that's Raptors over everything. And yeah, so I'll be back on Tuesday after the Bulls game. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.